And when the truth finally dawns, it dawns in fire. But there's one they fear. In their tongue, he's Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. Strangers on the internet happily drinking down a cool, refreshing glass of your enemy's tears. Welcome to Nitwick, the podcast about friends, candles, catchphrases, and occasionally video games. Today we are going to talk about the game that never dies but is always re-released, Skyrim. The fanciful, modded-to-hell tale of dragons and nords that has captured the imaginations of many for years. Hi. I'm Drew Fasciano, and if I had a magic dragon, I would want it to be blue, and I would want it to shoot lightning. That's the kind of guy I am, and that's what I got for you today. Hi. I think that's also what the D&D blue dragon does. I mean, it's... Is a... it? Is it not like... Is it I... not like water or something like no, that? No, it's, it, lightning? It's, it's lightning, I believe. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, hey there, everybody. Uh, my name is Adam, and if I had a dragon, I would want it to be... Oh man, I don't know. I would want a blue eyes white dragon, and yeah, there would yeah, only yeah. be three in the world, and I could fuse them. And then, because this is now Yu-Gi-Oh rules, there's like fifty different copies all the time. So then, is your dragon's magic power that you win all card games, or or is it a more yes extreme than that? I, I'd like it to be that it wins all card games. Um. And that I then I can go around and challenge people to card games, but everybody says, Adam, that's stupid. I'm not gonna do this based on a card game, and so it's not really that great a power. See, I'm imagining you atop the dragon as you play any card game and you just instantly like get the best hand every time. Like you could be playing blackjack or craps or whatever. <laughs> and it's just like, Yes! Another hundred million for me. Who wants to go? I, I stand upon my dragon. There are no twos in my hand. Go fish. <laughs> Too strong. Too strong. <laughs> All right. Then we got yeah. one more person here. Well, yes, there is. Hi there. I am Zach. And if I had a dragon, it would be... It's going a little complicated. If I had a dragon, its color would be moon. So it'd be white? So what does that mean? It, it would be like dust colored, night colored. Oh, okay. And, I think I envision that. And its ability would be to give all the creatures on my side of the battlefield fire breathing oh where are you pulling this from are is this just something you're making up uh i i might be pulling it from a magic card god damn it wait a minute does that mean the blue eyes white dragon also lets me wins at magic the gathering because i could actually do something (laughs) well with that 
You, you I yeah, assume by great. your rules it does. I assume by your rules it does. So, Zach, yeah. what card are you are you specifically I'm thinking specifically of? I'm specifically referring to Moonvale Dragon. It costs three ah. and three red mana. Um, it is a dragon. It is flying. It is a five power, five toughness creature, and it has the ability pay one red mana. Each creature you control gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn, which in Magic the Gathering terminology is fire breathing. Damn, that thing looks hella cool. It's kind it of, it's looks, like all, yeah, it it's also like all looks sleek and cool. Amazing. By the way, hey there, listeners, look up Moonvale Dragon. It looks super cool. Where do I know this design from? Uh, I don't know. It it's came a... from Innistrad. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something familiar about it, and I, I can't quite place it. Um, Interesting. Well, yeah. Is it, it a me... is it a bit an older card before, or is it a relatively new one? It is a little bit older. It comes from the uh, Rav- not the Raven Gazette. It comes from the um, Innistrad set, hmm. um, and right. that came out a few years ago, like uh, like five or so years ago, I think. Like maybe, maybe I remember seeing it. Yeah, um, maybe I might have seen it before, but that's yeah, cool looking dragon. It yeah, it's an excellent dragon. Sorry, right. I'm happy you're happy. Um, in any case, y- you guys want to talk about Skyrim? You want, you want to do that? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, but there is one game they fear in their tongue. Uh, I can't do the whole thing. I don't actually remember the intro to the, uh, the game. Uh, that would have been a great way to start it off. Shoot, shoot. Ooh, hold on. Mm. Editor's uh, note. Perhaps when I edit this, uh, I'll add, I'll use that as the intro bit. And then the, yes, yes. And then we go into our bit. I love it. I love it. But Drew, what game are we talking about? Well, Adam, we are talking about this this thing called Skyrim. It, it made a few waves um, you know, a few years ago, and um, it would seem that it made more waves and made lots of money and got re-released and modded and has kind of left a pretty big impression on the gaming industry as a whole. And one of our dear listeners, uh, Mr. Mr. Michael Block, good friend of mine, he suggested that maybe we should talk about it. And uh, hmm. here we are. Here we are talking about dragons and potentially Skyrim. So I think maybe that's what we should do. That is that is my stance. Skyrim's uh, definitely come up a couple times just kind of during our chat on like various games. Right. Um, yep. It's, yeah, it's it seems to pop up. Zach, I think you bring it up pretty often. It is. I mean, if I look in Steam, although Steam is actually really poor uh, at knowing how long I've played it because I played it a ton on the place on the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if I go look up Skyrim on here, where are you? Where are you, Skyrim? I will find you. <laughs> it says I've played 27 hours, which, yeah, is, is utterly unrepresentative. But... I see. Well, and perhaps that leads us directly into our question to start us off with. Uh, what is your experience with Skyrim? Um, how much did you play it for? How deep in did you get? Do you have any fond I... memories? I played Skyrim on my computer for apparently 27 hours but mm. on the xbox 360 i think i played it for like 200 300 hours damn i put a significant amount of time into that game and i it happened with oblivion as well that i sunk a mountain of time into it um and then i like did a whole bunch of quests i did the main quest i i think i did like two characters for skyrim but then uh with both of those games it just sort of I kind of petered out on on them after a while and I just sort of mm-hmm. stopped playing them and it was just hard to get back into them. And then I tried modding both of them and I don't know, it was just still hard to get back into. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So yeah. you you definitely have <clears throat> I'm going to go out on a limb and say you Guys, might have the most experience. Hold on one second. 
Okay. Oh, holding. We're holding on. Hold on one second. Oh. Editor's note. Editor's note. Yeah, I'm gonna... Um, no, that's not what I wanted. I can hear noises, Drew. Well, okay. that's the that's that's the hip party that that we weren't invited to. Oh my god! Oh man, I, I bet they got cake. Did, okay, listen. Why did Adam invite his friends to the cabin? Why did Why did Adam? No, no, it's he has a like pocket dimension over to oh his other house. Oh, that, right, that's right, right. That's what he has. He he wanted from his a gypsy house. You know he doesn't. Well, no, he sleep won it from cabin, a gypsy right? while playing card games with his magical dragon. So he won the bet, and oh. now he has a portal that lets him eventually go home and get sandwiches from his dad and hang out with his sister and ignore us because at the end of the day, family is what's really important. Zach. Yeah, I'm sure. back. I mean, oh, hey, hey, how was how was your trip? My trip. Through the portal, we we came up with a whole ah uh, yes a whole lore for you. Yes, I was. Oh God. <laughs> well, maybe he's not back. Oh, he got dragged <laughs> through the portal again. Uh, no, I forgot something while the portal was open, and I, I got it. I'm good. Okay. Uh, okay. Where did we leave off? I'm sorry, I had to go take care of something real quick. So we were just saying that I have the most experience with Skyrim. Is what we were saying. <laughs> yes, I think that'd be true. Uh, for the multiple hundreds of hours you seem to have put in. I think that is fair. I'm not even going to fight you on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's so, go over to Drew, I guess. Oh, hi, everyone. Um, my experience with Skyrim, well, I, I won't sugarcoat it, gentlemen. I think I've played a grand total of 25 to maybe 30 hours of the game. I, yes! Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I would call myself moderate in the Skyrim category. I have thoughts, feelings, criticisms, and admiration for it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, admittedly, part of the reason I do not have the, um, expected hundreds upon hundreds of hours is because during my college days, as some of you may know, I had a copy of Skyrim and I was the only person with a copy of Skyrim in my apartment. And as such, everyone mm -hmm. would play it except for me. So I got the full experience via, via, um, what is it? Oh my God. You got it via osmosis. I don't want to say osmosis, but I do feel like it works. I want to say like like it was almost like um, you kind of like by I, proxy. I uh, not by proxy. Let's say I experienced Skyrim by proxy. I saw all the quests. I saw some twists and turns, uh, and it was all with someone else at the controller's hand. So that when I actually got to play it, I didn't. You know, I just I had fun. It was it was cool, but. I had kind of already had a lot of it explored for me. So, mm. you know, I've got my experience in. I think it's an interesting game. I think it's beautiful in some places. I think the way they handled, um, like, the Aurora Borealis uh, effects was right. like, very mind-blowing for, you know, the time. Um, but I, I also know that my experience is a little not standard with it, so... That's what I got. Gotcha. I still have some lovely right. memories yeah. of it. It's just some of them are not with me doing anything but watching people die. So yeah, it's, <laughs> you did not have your hands on the controller, but well, you the, were the there nice, for it. The nice part of it is that meant that like everyone else got to do the shady, nasty stuff to like steal people's clothes and get all the money and all the lockpicking, and I could I could play as like just a, just a hero in a world. I could actually be a dragonborn and not be tempted because you know I already saw what happens when someone stealing. else does it. 
not really yeah. i didn't i didn't want to play as a thief i wanted to play as like kind of a good guy which, yeah you know. so i've done all of i've done the three major guild quest lines mm. um basically the fighters guild the mages guild and the oh do they have a fighters guild no they they kind of do well, they got vampires um, at some point, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's a DLC. That was a that was a DLC. What was the DLC called? It was like Dawnguard. Uh, Dawnguard. There we go. I remember it was like Dawn something. I want to say Dawnhammer, Dawn. but that's wrong. Mm. Yeah, Dawnhammer is different. <laughs> that might be a 40k reference. Oh uh, no, I think I was thinking Gears of War because it was a Hammer of Dawn. Oh, but yeah, either Hammer way, of Dawn. oh man, I was off. That's a very different game, Adam. The <laughs> <different game. laughs> mod uh, for that would be glorious. <laughs> so let's see. I mean, Hammer of Dawn and Skyrim, you could totally do mechanically, actually. You could do anything with yeah. mods at this point. Like, it's, just, it's, yeah. it's all there. In any it's, case, let's that's see. me. And it might be time for Adam. So what's up, Adam? How are you let's see. What Skyrim? is my... So uh, I'm kind of in the same camp that Drew is in, where on I only had it on the PC, and the most I've put into Skyrim was about maybe 25, 30-ish hours or so. It may be even a little bit lower than that. Um so Skyrim was actually my very first Elder Scrolls game that I ever actually sat down and played. Wild. Uh, I had, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's one of those big game franchises. And I think we talked about this in the, you know, the episode where we were talking about franchise you'd like to get into. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends would always talk about it and they would just, you know, tell me these great stories and epic tales that they'd had or these things they were doing. So uh, I remember when Skyrim was coming out, and I distinctly remember this. Skyrim came out on November 11th of 2011. Because mm. you remember you always saw the big 11-11-11 oh. ad Why'd marks they everywhere. It on... Oh, no. They didn't release it on Bungie Day. That's 777. Yeah. Um, but I remember, like, when Skyrim was coming out, everybody was just so hyped for it. Um, and I think we probably should talk about its launch at some point because I remember that was also big to do. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I just remember... So I... I kind of got swept up in the hype of the game, and I, I did pick it up. And I remember playing it for a bit, and it was really, it was really cool to play in it. I, I can see why a lot of people like it. It just kind of wasn't clicking for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some fun memories of of playing it, um, but I didn't make it through the the main story. I barely kind of made it out of the first few starting zones. Well, to be fair, like. If you don't play the main story, you are just free to explore. That was one of the hooks, right? It's just, you know, yeah. there's the main quest, but there's also a whole world to, you know, faff about so it. The, yeah, the, the material mm-hmm. about faffing about all over the world. Yeah, they they really push that angle in their marketing. And I think I've, I've heard it said, uh, maybe they did that because their main story writing was kind of bad. Well, let me take this quick opportunity, Zach. Zach, you've played it the most. I have uh, for the audience member here who has somehow dodged all of Skyrim so far. <laughs> Congratulations. That'd be, that'd be interesting. You are an yeah. oddity. Congrats. You have royal guarded your way through life avoiding <laughs> Skyrim. Zach, can you give me a very kind of quick synopsis of the Skyrim plot or like why it's important to Elder Scrolls like lore or something like that? Uh oh man, but overall lore, it's uh, kind of a mess it doesn't even have to be that i guess it's like the main plot I guess of like, the game i can go over basically hi yeah there. why don't we you're do in, that you're in nordland you're basically in fantasy scandinavia and <laughs> there's a war going on between the empire you're technically part of and some like elf people but that's that's fucking irrelevant to the actual story of the game um 
So what happens is, is that you're a prisoner and you're about to get like, get your head chopped off. And then a dragon shows up and everyone's like, holy shit, because nobody's seen a dragon in thousands, hundreds or even thousands of years. So they're like, oh shit. And then the dragon just starts wrecking things and you got to escape and stuff. And quick question, Zach, is this the first one that dragon, like, is Skyrim the first one that dragons have been like a main thing yes. in Elder Scrolls? Yes. Because I, I thought they had like been referenced, but this is the first time they show up. So dragons get referenced in previous Elder Scrolls games, but they would never, you never saw a dragon. Okay, gotcha. So it was a big deal that dragons were here. Yeah, so it's a big deal that dragons showed up. Um, and that was one of the big selling points of the game. Fight dragons. But, so, you escape, thank goodness. Yay! And then you eventually do, you eventually, like, walk up to, like, you're doing, like, weird fetch quest for, like, a lord as part of the main quest. I told you, man, not the best writing. And you're, like, you walk up to this, like, stone tablet and you're, like, Huh? And then you're just, like, hitting the face with power. And you're like, what? Uh-huh? And then they're like, hey, there's a dragon in the vicinity. Let's see if we can kill it. And you're like, sure. And so you go out there. You help a bunch of guards, like, down a dragon. And then you just sort of stand there. And then the dragon got down. And they die. And normally when dragons die, they sort of regenerate, I think. But this one mm-hmm. was just like, oh, no. And all of its power just got, like, flowed into you. And they're all like, oh, damn, you're the dragonborn. Mm-hmm. Also known as Dovakin. Dovakin. Um, and you learn, and so what you had learned before in the ruin, you, you basically are learning words of the dragon tongue. Um, and so as the Dovakin, you speak the words of the dragon tongue, which is, this is actually probably where the Elder Scrolls lore comes into place, but you speak the words of the dragon tongue, and you can, like, if the, you know, for instance, the the standard power that you get, the first one that you get is called Force. And mm-hmm. so if you just sort of like, Force in Dragon, a big shockwave blows out in front of you. Hmm. And so you learn stuff like that. Um, you eventually meet some uh, old men who tend to, the, tend to the old lore. And they're like, you must find the Elder Scroll and look into the past. It's like the first game where the Elder Scroll is relevant. You must go into the past using the Elder Scroll and learn mm. the secrets of killing Alduin, who is like the leader of the dragons, because they're like they want to destroy everything, I guess. And so, because finally, after five, after four games, the dragons like, all right, we've had enough. Yeah, enough of these two warring factions. We're just blowing this shit up. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Um, so y- you get the Elder Scroll, you go to the past, you learn about it. They're like. Oh man, you gotta do it this. And then eventually you enter Valhalla, because that's apparently the only place you can kill Alduin in. Mm-hmm. And then you use the dragon power. It's called Dragon Rend, which is cool. You use the that power in conjunction with other people, and you kill Alduin, and then you win the game. But they don't do a credit sequence because, you know, it's an Elder Scrolls game, so you just sort of kill him and keep going. <laughs> you, and- I'm just saying. What happened with this whole two warring factions thing? Fucking irrelevant. Really? I thought that was a big deal. It's, it's a big deal in terms of the lore of the game, but in terms of the dragon plot, it's irrelevant. Okay, so it's like um, the big side quest. It comes up like quest. once in the dumbest way. Um, it is, yeah, mm. it's the primary side quest of the game. Um, and it's this faction that, like, you're basically choosing a side and you pick who wins in this, like, Nord civil war. Hmm. hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't there, like, one that was, like, objectively better than the other on the two warring sides thing? Because I, I remember hearing that as a complaint where it's like, 
Okay, it, the game poses the two sides against each other, but when you really think about them and their ideology, like, one is, like, vastly better off than the other. Yeah, so the Nord faction is the asshole faction that's particularly racist, and uh, they're just sort of like, we want to separate ourselves from the Empire, and it's kind of a dumb move because you need to be allied with the Empire or else that elf faction is going to murder everybody. Hmm. But... Like, as a political, you know, in a number of different ways, the, the Nord faction is that. I mean, their positive sides is that they want independence for themselves. But yeah, mm-hmm. under under greater scrutiny, it's kind of like, you're just going to get both you and the guy you're splitting off from into a worse position by uh, by doing this. But, you know. Fantastic. how that is. So, Zach, broad strokes, um, as our master of knowing this here game... Could cool. you summarize the follow-up DLCs and maybe just the general feel of the game? Because I don't think we've really described how Skyrim plays for someone who has avoided it. And mm-hmm. not everyone's completely caught up. Like, I myself don't really know what happened in the Dragonborn DLC other than oh, right. Elder Gods and maybe were bad. I don't know. I but forget you probably if I finished do. that DLC. I don't, I don't know if I finished the, the, uh, the Dragonborn DLC, but it mm-hmm. does take you to, to like, a little island that's, like, Morrowind. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, an actual slice of Morrowind. I'm happy now. Oh, yes, the previous games in the franchise. I think you went to Soul Slime, in fact. But, uh, so, uh, that one was, like, there's another person that's also a Dragonborn. And then you have to, f- it's like Highlander. You have to fight each other and kill each other, I think. Mm-hmm. I might be totally wrong on that. I don't have as much of experience with that. But, uh, Dawnguard I did have experience with because... They were a cool NPC companion, mostly. Mm. But uh, that one is utterly irrelevant. It is the vampire expansion. <laughs> and it's I, it, the plot is literally just like, you get entangled with vampires. You become a vampire hunter. You get entangled with vampire shenanigans. And then you help, you basically help a vampire lady kill her dad because her dad's an asshole. Hmm. It's a really cool expansion, but it's utterly irrelevant to everything else. Hmm. So it's a All side right, quest. Well. It's a big side quest, like the Nord It's a side big side quest. quest. Okay. Um, uh, and yeah, it's vampires yeah, and werewolves, I think. There, Two yeah, werewolves, components. I think, show up at some point. There's werewolves somewhere. I, uh, think. I think werewolves are in just the base game because I remember one of the one of the things I did in my short period of time was get myself kind of <laughs> caught up with the we're going to be a group of werewolves. How so- how stoked are you? Oh. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty yeah. stoked. I guess I'll be a werewolf. So they didn't have a fighter's guild in this game. Instead, they had the, like, warrior clan. Mm-hmm. And the warrior clan is the werewolf quest line. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. It's just sort of like, I mean, it's it's a cool nod because uh, Nordic culture had a thing about shapeshifters. Yeah. Um, very and this one's very much all based on, like, kind of Norse or, no, not yeah. Norse. Uh, pretty much everything. Yeah, everything here is based off Norse mythology. Yeah. Okay. So I was right. Um, well, mixed in with standard Elder Scrolls mythology. Even the giant right, mud right. crabs, though, is that really a, uh, a that's a an Elder Nordic Scrolls myth? Thing. I that see. is an Elder Scrolls thing. I see. Listen, I see. listen, man. If you had ever played Oblivion, you would know mud crabs ain't no joke. Mud crabs, man. Oh, they're no joke in Skyrim either. They're terrifying. Oh God, I forgot the. Uh, let me. I'm gonna go look up the uh, voice line. Uh, I mean. That's, there are many a voice line. There's many a voice line in this game. No, but I'm looking up. I'm I'm looking up the uh, the dumb fucking quote every NPC fucking says about mud crabs. Mm-hmm. Was it? Uh, well, 
Well, ha- you know what? I just remembered a couple things about Skyrim that I'll bring up later. Uh, but while he looks that up, I guess I'll just kind of go add a bit more from what I remember the game. Uh, oh, sorry, I found means. it. Ah, Adam, you'll have sorry. to wait. You'll have to wait. We need this quote. I'm sorry. Um, in Oblivion, NPCs said the same stupid shit over and over and over again. And one of the most common things they would say is, I saw a mug crab the other day. Huh. That's it. That, like, that's the whole line. And then the next person would just say something else completely irrelevant. Hmm. Hmm. I see. I see. So, Adam, <laughs> you had some, some other things that had been brought up to you about this here Skyrim thing you done played. Uh, I was just going to add, so, like, because Skyrim is one of those game series where I, I think the big draw, as far as I understand it, from Oblivion would be the game I have at, li- at least some more cursory knowledge with, um... Right. Through watching my buddy Doug playing, but mm-hmm. one of the big draws of like Sky uh, of these games is that they're big and expansive, and Skyrim was also like that. You know, you could kind of go anywhere, and there are all these quests and stuff like that. And I remember like you know you could like play. There's all these different skills and builds, and you kind of did your own thing, and, and it was kind of neat. And I, I we had talked about the main quest, but like one of the things we'll probably chat about is all the various side quests and everything that you can do. Oh yeah, you know, you actually that reminds me of the shockingly beautiful skill tree menu they had i really liked oh, yeah. the way it was no, laid out it was this nice big kind of i guess you drassial tree-esque thing where you would build up your skills and so mm-hmm. it, it's designed to look like the aurora borealis in certain ways mm-hmm. um it, it's basically like a big star field and it, you're right you're like your skills would like branch up the tree yeah um Audience members, if you're having trouble visualizing it, imagine your character is kind of standing out in the field, and they just look up, and above them is the sky and the aurora borealis. And imagine your character is kind of turning in place, like going in circles, and each direction they look is a is a constellation of stars. That's how the skill tree is set up. It mm-hmm. looks utterly beautiful, and I'm pretty sure, like every i've seen tons and tons of mods that mecha that I, well, i've seen a few mods that muck around with the skill tree in a number of different ways almost none of them changed the ui on it like that was a oh god no you know it's funny uh drew that i have that as a major line note in this uh on our second question mm-hmm. of like why do you think it's popular it's like i remember that skill tree being <laughs> cool as hell that skill that, tree was amazing that, that was what did it that's what sold all the billions of copies was the skill tree yeah so where should we move next uh, we're kind of just we kind of gave a base idea of the game. Let's, uh, you know, how about we talk about, you You had a really good point about how there was, you know, all this hype and build up to it. And that might be a good place to go because I don't remember a lot about the, the original campaign for it. I just know that it became very popular very quickly and was something that even people who weren't really hooked into like, you know, the gaming know became very mm-hmm. aware of very quickly. Despite how gaming yeah. Elder Scrolls Skyrim was, you know, it's... It's not something that I thought would have made like very broad appeal, and yet I feel like Skyrim kind of punched through in a lot of ways that maybe other games don't. So let's go there. So I guess what I'll say is, um, go, before before Skyrim came out, Elder Scrolls had already been like a really big thing. It's a big established franchise, yeah. And I think everybody knew that. And again, maybe it was just because it's the first one I was really cognizant of. I remember Skyrim having a lot of hype and build up to its release because Skyrim. I remember that first trailer. Remember, that's the one with all the panning shots and the the big like main theme mm. uh, is playing, and you know that's where the the line like, but there's one they fear in their tongue. He is Dovahkiin kind of thing, oh, and yeah. he, you do the big Fusroda, and it just does these big sweeping shots of Skyrim. I remember that trailer almost exclusively selling me on the game 
in a, in conjunction with all my friends just getting hype about it. Mm-hmm. It did have great one, music. One the, it has that like yeah. da, 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 just in the trailer. Yeah. And generally it, speaking, it, oh yeah, Elder Scrolls games you have really good music. Or, or they tend to have the good. Sorry, Elder Scrolls games generally speaking have good music. Like if you ever go look right. at the Morrowind soundtrack, it's amazing. Yeah, was it was it Jeremy Soul? Because he, I thought it was Jeremy Soul. He's he's the the. I Skyrim think it is guy, Jeremy yeah. Soul. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, and he's it's been a part same, of Bethesda it's the same for musician. a while. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I was just gonna say I, that intro song would get stuck in your head, and the reason I, I brought up the the um, launch or kind of the build up to that one is. We, we had a point of, like, why do you think it was so popular and stuff like that. I think that trailer sold so many people on the vibe and the tone and the feel of the game. And all you really had to do was just keep riding that wave as the release date came up. And that just got more and more people interested in this thing. If nothing else, Skyrim, I remember having a really, really good ad campaign <laughs> for itself. Hell, it came out on 11, 11, 11. Yeah. That like imagery of just like bam, all ones on in your face for whatever reason I think did like in some small way for people. Uh, plus, uh, and Zach may be able to talk more to the granularity of this. Uh, Skyrim was supposed to be this big change for the Elder Scrolls series. Like I think it was, was this the first time they had done like really uh, realistic looking graphics and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it was it was top of, it was top of the line realism um, at the time. Yeah, and it's... it was, and it was a significant graphical upgrade from Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, it it is a looker. It is a looker, even even to this day. I, I realize we've kind of also perused into our second question of why do you think the think it's so popular, and mm-hmm. that's probably fine. I remember the other. Didn't it also it overhauled like the whole skill system, didn't it? Like there's yes. a lot of gameplay changes that it made. So. Yeah, it made functional changes to the uh, skill system. Before, mm. the way it would work is your what skills you used very heavily impacted what like improvements you could make. Uh, like they added basically the skill tree is something they added in for Skyrim, I believe. I don't think there were specific skills that existed in Oblivion. You just well, sort I think of in Oblivion the skills like you had skills, but you didn't have the specific abilities attached with them. Mm-hmm. What, wasn't it like in in Oblivion you had your stat alignment and then like the yeah. things you did would level it up like so if you were going around swinging your sword all the time you'd like level up strength or or so weapon yeah if you wielding. ran around swinging your sword all the time you would level up um the skill associated with it the the one handed mm. skill and then when you leveled up the skills that the specific skills used to level up would impact your stats. So what did Skyrim do then? Um, Skyrim decoupled that almost entirely. They removed stats entirely. You just, you don't have, you do have stats, but it's like health, mana, and stamina. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the those are the stats you have in that game. And mm. whenever you level up, you just choose one of them to increase. Mm. Uh, mm. And then everything, everything in the game just relies on just the skills. Yeah, and, and it still has that whole thing of, like, if you use a weapon or fighting it, you'll get, like, points in the weapon thing. If you're armor crafting, you'll get into armor points. Yep. And then it's, like, you level that up, and then you get a point in that skill tree. Mm-hmm. So, you, so if you level up armor crafting, you can increase the perks. That's There we go. Skyrim also added perks. Mm-hmm. Um, there were no perks. I don't think there were any perks in Oblivion. I don't think so either, no. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember them. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't really play Oblivion. Around. I wouldn't know. 
Yeah, there you go. Skyrim was my first intro, actually. It was like my, my intro to Elder Scrolls as a whole. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely Z- wild. Zach just can't comprehend that we've that you and I, Drew, have just dodged this it's franchise so that he's poured so many me. hours in it. Listen, man, I poured a bunch of hours into Morrowind and I barely got anywhere in Morrowind. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll talk uh, we'll talk a little bit later about like maybe why we avoided it up until this point. But go ahead, Zach, with the, the different stuff about skills. Yeah, so I mean I don't want to go into too much detail, but basically like you know, each of the skills had perks, but those perks were usually, most of the perks are sort of gated behind a certain level in that skill. So you have to level up the skill in order to get the higher level perks. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how you increase your damage output and things like that, in addition to increasing the skill. Gotcha. I always liked that. There's one part of, like, Skyrim I always liked, and I guess this is true of, like, the Elder Scrolls thing, of, like, doing the doing a thing will get you better at that thing, as, yeah. a, as opposed to, like, just generic XP that you kind of dump into a a stat it's mm-hmm. more like hey did you armor craft well you're naturally going to be better at armor crafting and i always thought that was kind of neat yeah. it, it doesn't work for every game it definitely works for a game like the elder scrolls and especially yeah. in uh, skyrim yeah although there were there were a couple of skills where it was just awkward and not useful i'll tell you this it is how you ended up and i remember doing this for a little bit it's like hey hey dovahkeen why did you make 400 small daggers oh, listen yeah. here friend <laughs> Weaponsmithing, bro. Weaponsmithing. Yeah, that's apparent. Like, yeah, blacksmithing was a dumb one. Um, the other one that I had an issue with was uh, light armor. Uh, oh, so why not? when you wear heavy armor, you're you're supposed to be a big hulking tank, right? You're supposed to walk mm-hmm. in, take hits, smash face, right? And yeah. so, in order to level your your heavy armor, it's leveled by how many times you get hit. So that's how you level heavy armor: is you get hit by things a lot. Which is fine. You're wearing heavy armor. You're supposed to get hit. When you're wearing light armor, you're trying to mitigate the amount of times you get hit. But the leveling up process is the same. What? That's weird. Like, like, in order to level up light armor, you have to get hit with weapons while wearing light armor. Hmm. And so it's very hard to level up light armor because you're trying not to get hit. That's the whole point of wearing light armor. (laughs) Nah, nah, you just don't understand. You just gotta gotta take take the the blood on you. Get that. Like, Take them hits. Like it. It's just like the the armor. Basically, the armor leveling system was just weird because it's not reliant on something you do. It's you're reliant on something someone else does. Mm. You're right. Well, that would be my first point of like why I thought this one was particularly popular, just because of all the changes that they made mm. to it. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on on Skyrim? I mean, as I would say, as someone who was new to the series, those changes would be completely lost on me. Like as far as mm, the new yeah. blood that went in, uh, I I don't I, of my friends who came over and played Skyrim for me, I don't think a lot of them actually had a lot of context for the series as a whole. I think it was more about the concept of fighting a big scary dragon and all the magic mm. and mysticism tied to it. Uh, that was my thought. Is it just it seemed like a very pretty, very well polished, well made fantasy simulator. You know, oh, I'm yeah. not even sure if it's the Nordic elements that helped it. I loved the theming, but I don't know if that's something for everyone. I think it was just everyone has this idea of, man, dragons are so cool. This is a game where the central premise is very closely tied to, yo, dragons are cool. Like, I guess maybe it's simplicity yeah. or it's like obviousness kind of helped it out. Uh, that yeah, would be my thought no, no, anyway. I definitely I definitely agree with that. That like, oh, man, it's a game about fighting dragons and there's big dragons flying in the sky because more than likely they did that um 
Yeah, it's they also really just a great visual. Like, as, like Adam, you were yeah. talking about advertising. Like, I, that that alone. Like, I mean, Game of Thrones is kind of doing that now. Like, they love to throw dragons in your face, and it gets everyone excited. Like, you, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that would be a calculated thing, or if it was more of like a cool lore implication that just worked out. I just feel like visually, like what it represented I, I think was really they, cool. They had they had to know dragons are cool. What well, if we did I, a game about dragons? I mean, I, I'm really shocked that dragons were new to the series. I, I thought they would have shown up earlier. They're so great for no. fantasy. Well, it's because they're mm-hmm. supposed to be dead. Uh, that yeah. was the thing, is that the Elder Scrolls wrote, wrote them to be dead. Uh, I think that's that's one of the other things that made this one a pretty big hit, was because I think this had like a lot of big, greater lore implications. Like, one, the dragons are alive, not dead, and you're playing as somebody who is a dragonborn. That's kind of a big deal. You're basically then, you're you're in the same line as the guy who founded the empire that lasted thousands of years. That's another lore implication. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, like I think, as Zach kind of mentioned before, this is the first one I think where an Elder Scroll actually shows up, and those are that's kind of a big deal that like the yeah. Elder Scrolls are still around. Every every game has an Elder Scroll that's that's they show up at some point. Mm-hmm. The Skyrim's the game where like the Elder Scroll was relevant to the plot. Like in Oblivion, <laughs> the Elder Scroll actually came up at the end of the Thieves Guild quest line. Like it wasn't it wasn't at all relevant to the main plot. Oh, so it's more so they've always been more side stuff? Yeah, they've they've the Elder Scroll the Elder Scroll that you would could run across in each of the games has always been like a side thing. In Skyrim That's it made weird. it part of the main quest. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's really odd. Yeah. Uh, uh Well, Zach, what do you think was cool about Skyrim? Um, well, what I liked about it, so by the way, um, when they talked about, when they were mentioning that they got rid of the, uh, like, I was disappointed that they got rid of the stats. Like, you, mm-hmm. you don't have a strength stat anymore. And I was like, what? Huh? How do I, how am I supposed to play? Um, and so I was, I was like that slightly salty fan in, in regards to that. But, uh, curse you, Todd Howard. Um, why did I think it got popular? I think it got really popular because, again, it sold that really strong fantasy of, like, you're a, you know, you're the dragonborn, you have dragon powers, you fight dragons, and, like, oh, you get to go on cool adventures in this, like, Norse-themed world, and, you know, you could jump in there and just punch the shit out of things. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you can't actually punch the shit out of things, because the game doesn't Wait, you, you can that. do unarmed, you, don't you? You, there is no you unarmed You can do unarmed. Skill. There is no unarmed skill. Oh, oh! So you can punch somebody. You just shouldn't. Yeah, you just shouldn't. You just be terrible at it. That's why you have mods. the 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 second thing that I think uh, made Skyrim really popular is uh pretty much right after it came out, people found really funny goofy mod goofy glitches that would happen, like mm-hmm. horses standing nearly vert- vertically. I remember that being like a big. Do you remember? Picture. Do you remember the? I think it was like the troll or the ogres that could send you into the stratosphere. They still like can. just by. They still can. They never fixed it. Uh, yeah. No, giants oh, like, would do this. Oh, the giants. Um, the giant. So if the giant hits you, um, there's like a 50-50 chance you go flying into the stratosphere. Or sorry, mm. if the giant hits you and you die, there's like a 50-50 chance you go flying into the stratosphere. Oof. Um, and I think they just left it in because it was funny. That is pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, like like those kind of like weird graphical glitches and sort of like physics glitches what did another really big job of like in the following weeks making it really popular. And then overall, for the longevity of the game and its ability to resell itself a thousand times, uh, mm. mods. Yeah. That's all I gotta say, it's mods. 
Like the the modding community got really big on Oblivion, and they got really huge when it came to Skyrim. Right, right. Uh, Drew, you had a you had a question. I did have a question, Mister Zach. I wanted to know because you understand the deep lore, you understand the previous games. Uh, I how... yes, not an expert, but yes. <laughs> You're the expert in the room in the cabin, as far as I know. Aside from the dark spirit looming behind you, judging you very harshly. And what I want to know from you is how does Skyrim stack up compared to the other games as far as the Elder Scrolls community? Like, is it considered, oh, like, a big I'd... win? Is it considered, like, the popular one that kind of, like, fizzled out the franchise? Like, where does it, like, maybe stack up quality-wise and just lore-wise? Like, how is it treated in the community? Okay, so so I don't... I'm not very interconnected in the uh, Elder Scrolls community. I don't think it's a very strong community overall. Well, I guess overall, I'm looking at it like a book. If, right? you're, like... if you're a Morrowind guy, then mm. everything after Morrowind has been crap. Mm. Um, it's one of those <laughs> no like well it's because Morrowind is probably the best written of the Elder Scrolls games I see but like so like Oblivion and Skyrim are effectively downgrades if you're somebody who is like I want to punch things and be a cool dude then Skyrim is awesome mm-hmm. uh, and if you know if if you're somebody like me who's like I just want to I want to have a fun adventure where things are interesting and cool great entertainment for a good period of time it's a it's a nice it's a solid addition it brings the graphical quality up by a significant degree it rehauls the uh the mechanical systems in in retrospect a very solid way it is it is a very mm-hmm. well done mechanical system at least for its time yeah uh, we might have improved it a bit perks became a real thing i have i have one gripe with, with mechanics changes but i'll talk about it after that right you'll um but yeah like overall like i think in terms of the elder scrolls community you know it depends on which previous games you liked but like the writing is not quite as good but mechanically it plays a whole lot better it plays like morrowind is a game you play for the writing and not mm-hmm. at all for the mechanics never I'm noticing for the mechanics. You're, you're skipping over oblivion in this case is the, is oblivion the black sheep then <laughs> i'm just trying to get an understanding it, uh overall yes oblivion's kind of the black sheep okay interesting that's right drew oblivion's the one where like they're like look at our cool ai that we had to remove right before we released the game oh no i didn't know about that controversy at all big oof yeah that happened in more that happened in oblivion and it was great because someone did a mod that turned it back on and the game got like a thousand times better and they were just like why did you not do this (laughs) that's no good i I wonder i wonder if that's one of those the uh, the reason the reason why they did it um mm -hmm. Uh, I, I actually know the reason why they... Well, the, the the best speculation as to why they didn't do it is because when you turn on this AI pattern behavior, uh, mm. a p- important essential NPCs would just not be where you wanted them to be. Well, they just, like, fuck off or something? Yeah, they would just go fuck off and move over to the next town. I don't wow. remember that being a problem you know what? Skyrim at all, so... Okay. Yeah. Well, I think in Skyrim, most of the NPCs... Uh, They'll wander around, but they're kind of tethered to a central location, yeah. and they kind of path around it. I vaguely remember what Zach's talking about. These ones would literally just walk off to the next town because their AI said, you should walk somewhere. Yeah, mm. well, that's that's when you turn the AI back on that they originally had on it. And in Oblivion, mm. like, they wouldn't, like, you know, AIs would sometimes walk the roads, but, like, those weren't essential NPCs or, like, quest NPCs. Those ones would largely stay in the same town. But, like, yeah, you turn on, like, their super AI for Oblivion and important essential NPCs will just be, like, five miles out of town getting murdered by a bear. And it's just, like... Just like in real life, guys. 
Oblivion was too far ahead of its time. It was too real. It was too real. Mm. It needed more fanciful creatures like dragons. Yeah, it was because they were like modeling actual like um, agent behavior as part of the AI in, in, in Oblivion, and they were just like, "This isn't fun. <laughs> it's not fun to play this." <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, yeah. One of the drawbacks I had with uh, my time during Elder Scrolls is. I could not for the, like, I didn't really like the UI much. I found it kind of cumbersome for whatever reason. Yeah, there are issues with the UI. I'm Like, yep. how do I put this? It's very, it's styled nicely. It's all, like, very mm. nice lists and stuff like that. And the presentation of the UI is nice because it's very minimalist. But it's also at the same time, like, at times too much. Like, it's too much, like, folded menuing kind of deal. Yeah, um, there's, well, I mean, hmm. Well, you got your main menu, and then you have the four directionals that send you to the different areas of the menu. And then you have, right. like, your quest menu, which is a different menu. That's the yeah. part that really got me, is is the, uh, like... The quest one was, like, its own, like, yeah. entire sub-menu. Yeah, the journal was its own sub-menu. It was a separate sub-menu. And then you had to enter an entirely different sub-menu if you wanted to wait. <laughs> so weird. I just remember one of the things that kind of took me out of the game, uh, and it's one of the things I wanted to bring up because... While I was watching everybody else have all this fun playing it, I could not, like, fumbling through the UI was just not fun for me. And it's one of those mm. things of, if you have to kind of fight a part of the game, you're more likely to just be like, I'm out. Um, mm. And it, it was just kind of one of those things of, I could never tell, like, alright, what gear am I actually wearing? Because there was never, like, just a generic equipment screen kind of deal. You yeah. know, in, like, Dark you- Souls, there's like, here's your equipment screen. Go to that slot. Okay, now look at what you have. Yeah, there, it's Skyrim like, doesn't have that at all, and it is no, annoying. and it bugs the shit out of me because it's just like, yeah. here's your inv- here's your bag, look through it, and like, am I wearing this or am I not? Is this better or worse than what I'm wearing? Well, you can always tell what you're wearing because they've got the like the little icon next to it. Mm-hmm. They at least did that, but yeah, no, it would be a pain to like scroll through your inventory to like find the equipment yeah. you want to wear. And yeah, I, I definitely could see how an equipment screen would massively help with that. Yeah, I. For some reason, this discussion of UI has reminded me of those moments of low health when I just had to eat all the food that was in my inventory. <laughs> and as a result, I had to scatter yeah. through it to find all the different little things I knew were in it. And uh, this very is, tangentially yeah. related. I agree with you. The UI was so, kind of... So to clarify... Kind of not the greatest, but you know, it was fun. You, know, you guys might find this really funny. Do you know what one of the first and most popular mods for Skyrim is? Hmm. An updated UI? Um, yes, it's called Sky UI. Ah, is, I love the name. It love is an name. updated menu. Um, it doesn't give you an equipment screen, unfortunately, but it does oh. do a, a much better job of, of uh, organizing your, like, doing inventory organization. Um, it does a better job of showing you, like, like separating weapons and armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, like, a number of other things. It, it's hey, very nice. That's, that's nice, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I actually did like about the UI is that um, when you were going through every item, there's this nice like 3D render of the thing you're looking at. So you can actually kind of look at it and become its own model viewer. I don't know why. I thought that was a nice touch. Instead of just like a, instead of just an icon, it was like, hey, here's the thing. That made yeah. the loading screens a lot more manageable for me. Just because like having something pretty to kind of like look at while it's doing this massive, relatively mm-hmm. long load. The models were nice. They had very nice models, I have to say. like Yeah. I I want to go back to something Drew said because it was also a, a good memory of mine of he, he was talking about like, you know, you'd be low health and just like stuffing your face full of food. That's not unique to this game, but I love anytime a game like does that kind of thing. Like, uh, he's like, I got to run away from this dragon. Quick, eat 39 apples. 
Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> it's just like, why am I carrying around all this random food? And then you're like, oh, right, the dragon's about to murder me. Because you take one hit and you're like, I need to eat ten cinnamon rolls and a loaf of bread. And I yeah. stole it from the old lady down the street. She wasn't using it. Yeah, and I need it now. Yeah. Um, I have another follow-up question for, for the both of you, actually. Oh, goody. One of the things I remember Skyrim being really popular for, and kind of all Elder Scrolls games, but it, especially Skyrim, was all the various different little side quests and, like, different things you could do. Like, all the mm -hmm. kind of small adventures and not just, I don't want to fight a dragon. I don't want to help either of these two people, like, group. I just want to do dumb, like, quests. Can you guys remember any quests from Skyrim? Certainly. That you thought were cool? There was Certainly. the... Um, there was the, uh, the crazy guy side quest where you end up, like, naked on a farm and then you have to figure out what the fuck happened last night. I'm sorry, what? It had a very dude wears my car vibe, but it basically ends in you going to the demon prince of wine and partying it up. Hmm. Oh, well, no, it, yeah. just, it starts there. That one there. was great. That one was great. That one was, that one was a solid one. Uh, you had to, like fix the problems that you made last night mm -hmm. um and then go back to the guy you go back to the demon prince and then the demon prince is like here have this cool item thanks for doing that stuff thanks, thanks demon prince and then you can turn enemies into random daedra hmm mm. or i think random animals i think it's the random animals because i remember there being some like staff or something that like i'm gonna turn this thing into a chicken yep yep I liked that one uh, just because of how, like you said, how dude wears my car it was. Like, yeah. on some level, narratively, I don't know if it really fit in with, like, it you does know, actually the, um, the... because that Daedric Prince is exactly that. <laughs> well, no, I like I know it fits into the lore of the game. I'm saying like the feeling of that quest was very like oh, very yeah. fun and lighthearted, and then it takes this very strange turn into. By the way, I'm a demon. How you do? I I really liked <laughs> yeah. that one. That one was pretty fun. Um, yeah, that that was that was an excellent side quest. Yeah. There's oh man, uh, people were watching me while I was playing this because I remember screaming about people eaters. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had one that I remember where I was like, it was like this quest where you're like in a in like a graveyard essentially, and then you like run across somebody in that graveyard, and somebody's been saying like somebody's been stealing the corpses, and you're like, hey, who are you? And they're like, hey, meet me up at this cave, and I'm like. <laughs> okay so i walk over to the cave and then they're like hi there and like half the town is there and they're like oof about to eat somebody about to eat a corpse and they're like mm -hmm. hey you want to join us and i'm like i'm gonna take a yes. hard pass on that one oh. and then i murdered everyone there what would have happened if you said yes do you get like hey you can eat people now yes uh yes pretty much uh basically that the quest so if you start eating people uh, go back to the priest who originally gave you the quest, and then you kill him, and then the quest ends. Hmm. Do you eat the priest? It's implied. Hmm. That's another thing I actually really liked about Skyrim, was all of the weird, bizarre things, like, skill-wise, like, perks and stuff like that. It's like, you can do this quest, and, like, depending on what you do, you might just end up with a skill that lets you eat people, or, I'm gonna yeah. do this thing, and now you're a necromancer. Like, well, shit, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, to be 100%. There was also, oh, yeah, there was also a vampire quest before uh, Dongar came out. 
um, where you had to like hunt down a vampire that had like infiltrated a town. It was part of a coven. And then you had to beat the big guy in the coven. It was mm-hmm. an interesting quest. And I think I also, what was the other, like all of the Daedric Prince quests, there was a lot of them, but uh, mm. all of those ones are really interesting because the Elder Scrolls games knows to write those well. It's like a big collection of like 12 side quests that are all pretty solid. Some of them are better than other ones, but like specifically the one where you got drunk and have to, dude, where's my car all the way back to the Demon Prince is yeah. one of the better Daedric Prince quest lines, but they're all usually like they're all solidly done. Well, he's a very charismatic guy. He is. He's trying, real charismatic. To think. There, like, there's one quest. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, there's one quest I remember doing, and it, it's pretty early on. I think it's in that first town you visit. Uh, not not Winterholm or something like that. Um, God, what's quest? Whatever it was. It was a small little town, and there's like, hey, dude, uh, you need to go and fight this witch who's just hanging out on top of this little hill, and go fight her and... Take, like get rid of her kind of deal i think it's like an early quest of like mm-hmm. can you just go kill this person or thing that's bugging us it's not very it's not it's not a well-written quest it's not a very you know memorable one but it's memorable to me if only because i could not for the life of me kill that witch where i was in that game oh no so i spent like hours and hours trying to figure out how the hell do i kill this thing okay i know i'll stay here and shoot it with arrows I'm like oh okay uh, that one didn't work. Okay, what if I one up with spells? All right, all right, that didn't work. Okay, this time I'm just gonna hit it. Oh, she teleported away, then killed me. All right, whatever. Um, I remember that quest almost entirely because I pieced the fuck out of it. I was like, you know what? I'm I don't want to. I'm leaving this witch. Fuck this town. Well, here's the beauty of Skyrim. You can always come back. Mm. And the town will never back. change. That was one thing that always is kind of weird in that you could be doing all these big, amazing things, like almost like earth shattering or earth shaking things. And the town would be like, hey, did you steal that cinnamon roll? It's like, y'all don't have better things to do. Like a dragon just swooped by and almost killed everybody. Why are y'all okay with this? Also, what, what, what was with Skyrim and like every NPC comes out of the goddamn woodwork or like every NPC in the game, if they see a dragon, they'll run away, right? But if that dragon lays a goddamn finger on a chicken in town, every single NPC in town will come barreling out the doors to murder the dragon. Y'all, did either of you make a mistake of ever attacking a chicken by accident? I have. Only in Zelda. Yeah, so I thought it'd be fun. Like I was did that and like, ha ha ha, it's like Zelda or whatever. And they just kind of hit one of the chickens randomly. No, Zach's not kidding. Almost every villager in that damn oh, town God. like aggroed on me instantly. And I had to leave and run. It was like, please leave. And I jump into the lake to the river nearby and like swam away from them. I was like, okay, I'll <laughs> give them like, I'll give them a while to cool down. And I'll come back because that's, this is the only smithing area that I have access to right now. Okay, okay, I'll come back later. Uh, walk around for a couple hours, come back. There he is! Get him! Like, what the hell? It was a chicken! I just killed, like, a dragon for y'all! Yeah, it was It was one of the uh, wilder... It's one of the wilder things that happens in the game. It's, I'm pretty sure, a bug, and they just left it in. Let me tell you, Skyrim does not update. <laughs> Wait a minute, are you mean to tell me Skyrim was kind of buggy? Yeah, dude, there are, there are unofficial patches that are older than, like, I mean, there are unofficial patches that are almost older than the oldest, like, regular pad. Actually, there are. There are, uh, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure the un- the first unofficial patch came out before the first official patch. Wasn't it? Yeah, that was like the first bug fix patch, wasn't it? Because it's like, yep. uh, I think the first mod that came out was a fan-made patch to patch out all of the, hey, we they made this with this Gamebryo engine again. These were things we had to fix before. We'll fix them again this time. It's like, yep. oh. Yeah. yeah. Do we yeah. want to take a hard left turn into, why is the modding community saving this game constantly? That sounds like an excellent idea. I was going to say, that also kind of works because, hey, mods have made this game popular and I think have really extended its life cycle way past what it should have been. Oh, yeah, like way, way like, past like, where it should have I'll been. I'll be honest, when Skyrim launched day one, that was rough. That game was real rough. I remember that thing crashing on me a couple times and I honestly could not deal with how many times it crashed on me to the point where I was like, I think that's what kind of kept me away. Mm-hmm. I almost want to, I every once in a while I think about going back in and trying out a bunch of mods, and we'll talk about those. I'm just like, maybe that would make my experience better. Yeah. Um, I would say just, like, get the un- like if you just want the basic experience, get the unofficial patches, and then you're good. Mm. You might need the script extender ex- as well, but, like, whatever. Because, like, the unofficial patches make everything a lot smoother in the game. Gotcha. But let's talk about mods! Yeah, let's talk about mods. Hi there. I'm probably the only person who's modded this game. That's not true. I modded that game as well. Ooh, nice. So uh, I do want to tell one story first about my roommate that, uh, like, junior year of college. When Skyrim came out, he got the mod tools. Mm-hmm. And, like, he played the hell out of Skyrim. And then he got the mod tools, and he upgraded it. He set it up such that he was able to use a fork as a weapon. And then he was able to add, like, a mountain of, like, enchantments and smithing upgrades to the fork. Mm-hmm. And then he literally just ran around with the fork and just one-hit killed everything. Would you say it was a royal fork? <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'll have my dumb joke that nobody else will get. Thank you. Uh... No, I remember trying mods. I remember in Steam, uh, it was my first time trying to get... I think it was because when Steam had their, like, first foray into, like, uh, an official mod database kind of thing. Because I remember there was the Nexus stuff, uh, and then Steam was letting you, like, queue up mods inside. I remember that was a big thing um, when Skyrim was out. And I remember giving that a shot, and I got a couple working. Most of them were like, hey, what if I made the, you know, the area look better, or, like, the graphics look better, or maybe I'll try a couple of, Mm -hmm. you know, ambient sound mods, just to kind of give it a bit more environment, because even though it looked pretty, some of those places can sound, like, just Boring. nothing yeah yeah so i was trying that i never actually got most of those mods to work because i think it was back in the day where i could not for the life of me figure out you need this mod with this mod but you can't have it with that one and that one yeah that's why the the, uh, the current mod manager is so nice mm-hmm. what mods uh did you run uh well i ran mods back in oblivion um back in the day and uh those were fun and i've learned that there are two kinds of mods Mm -hmm. there's your standard mods which you know do things like you're talking about that you know like improve the gameplay maybe add some gameplay system here maybe like ooh, add some like weapons Mm -hmm. um or i guess i guess you could like there's the ones that change things mechanically there's the ones Mm -hmm. that change the audio visual and then a subset of the changing of audio and visuals oh yeah there's also the new quest kind of mods i want to talk about those in a little bit but go ahead with your last because i feel like you're you're reaching a point a sub a subset of the audio visual mods are the sexy mods (gasps) oh my god let me tell you that is 
that is a whole thing onto itself. Every once in a while, you're just like looking through the mod database and go like, okay, well, did, not sure I needed to see How that. How many today. times have you installed the Clean Faces mod? <laughs> the what? Oh, there is a there is a popular mod I remember seeing on like Nexus mod when I was going through there. Yeah. It was like the Clean Faces mod. And it's just like, what if we made everybody beautiful and like super sexy? And yeah, like, the like the pretty face, the pretty face and body mods. Yeah, but like those. But now nobody looks are right. Very prevalent. Yeah. And so like, yeah, they'd be a little careful with it sometimes. But um, mm. but uh, but yeah, like overall, there's a lot of different kinds of mods. I like to run a mod set. I like new companions because they're fun. Mm. And so I, I generally speaking, like, what do I currently have? It's like immersive weapons, immersive armor. I got like a a new NPC companion mod, and then like a bunch of like gameplay upgrades. Things like uh, one that like changes up the skill tree so that it's better. Um, one that changes up, you know, how you use a couple of different things. Let me go. I I have it open right now, so I can... eh, we don't need the whole list. Just like a big overview. Yeah, like just the. Uh... New houses, extended towns, and open cities. Hmm. Like so that way you get rid of the basically like instead of instancing the town, it's just one big area. So the hmm. towns are part of the world itself, which is nice. Uh, some graphical update mods to make the environment look better. Sound mod, like you mentioned. Uh, more NPCs that walk around and do things. Uh, oh yeah, and then the apocalypse mod for magic, uh, which adds a buttload of new spells. Gotcha. So you run quite a few mods on there. Yeah. Drew, did you run any mods or try any mods out? Oh, hello. No, I did not. I had the console version. Oh, that's I right. see. That's right. <laughs> it was on the, the good old Xbox. Let me ask you this question then, Drew. Um, when you were playing on your 360 version of Skyrim, were there any mod? Were there any mods that you would look over the wall at the PC players and be like, boy, I wish I had that one? You know? That is an excellent question, and I was aware of a robust modding community. Mm -hmm. I I honestly just had enough in the base game to explore anyway. It, it never felt like I needed more, and I was kind of in a headspace of, you know, I appreciate a game for having something that it is in the beginning, and it's consistent. Like, mm -hmm. this is Old Man Drew at this point. Like, with in a, in a world where patches and updates are not the standard or, or not the norm, mm -hmm. like, it, it was kind of nice to be like, you know what, this is what I got. Yeah, it's goofy. Yeah, the UI is kind of jank, but it's part of the overall package. I I was mm. happy with it. I don't know. I Maybe speed up load times, some kind of optimizations would have been nice, but, you know, I, yeah. I wasn't... I wasn't in need. I appreciated what I done got. I think... I think I was kind of in the same thing, um... Whereas, like, I felt the base game was pretty good. Uh, you know, certainly unofficial patches uh, to fix up any bugs were nice. Uh, I guess when I was thinking of mods, it was more like, a, how can I make this look prettier? Or maybe a bit more usability. But I never actually thought it, like, needed massive, massive modding. Um, um, I, well, uh, the graphical mods have helped to keep it somewhat modern. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's been a big part of, well... I think it's a, a part of why the game has kept going, where the graphic overhaul mods just keep coming out. It's like, how prettier can we look this game? Yeah, make this yeah, game make look it real pretty looking. You can actually get it to look pretty nice, it's like surprisingly mm. nice. Mm. And I don't know, people just keep working on it, and I'm always like, why, dude? Just make your own game, which happened. Someone made their own game using the Skyrim Cry Engine. 
or not cryogen, but the uh... is that the big like the the one the one category I did want to go back to um was about quest mods and stuff like that because I do know that like some of these like Bethesda games get like massive like this is an entire new game just that is effectively yep, just it. one giant mod. Did Skyrim that get that? Is, yes, Skyrim had that. It's called Enderall. Is that anything to do with Elder Scrolls or is it really its own unique thing? It is its own thing using the Skyrim engine. Have you played it? I tried it a little bit, but it didn't you think? Get very, um, I didn't get very far enough. I didn't get far enough for it to be relevant. I mm. like got to a point where I hit like a flashback and was like, okay, <laughs> it was weird. And I just sort of stopped playing it and didn't pick it up again. Gotcha. Um, it, it, it rehauls like the mechanical systems of the game in a pretty significant way. I think it was Skyrim. Skyrim was one of the big selling points of Skyrim was that it have like, did Skyrim have like a procedural quest kind of thing? Yes, it did. That I love how it was a selling point because it was such a garbage. Yeah, how what was that? So that system was you would walk up to a tavern owner usually, mm. or some other like sort of person who runs a bar or something like that, and be like, "Heard and it's like, got any got any new jobs for me?" And then they'll be like, "There's some bandits in a cave nearby." And then you'd be like, "Cool." And then you go to the cave and you kill all the bandits and you're like, "Cool, I killed all these bandits, I guess." And then you come back to the to the person who gave you the quest, and then they're like, cool, thanks for killing those bandits, here's some money. And that's the end of the quest. And the thing was, like, and I remember a bunch of my buddies were telling me, like, Adam, there's gonna there's an like infinite number of quests, they're prestigious generals. Like, wow, okay. And were they all like that? Or Yes, were all they, of them. They, like, all, the procedurally generated quests were all like that. It was never like, they were all like, go kill X number thing, go do this. It's, it doesn't, do. it didn't, never like specified a number of things you needed to get. But it was mm. always like, go to this cave, kill all the bandits, come back. It was, it's about the least exciting quest you could think of. You know what? I'll be honest. It sounds like a lot like what the Oblivion AI thing was. It's a neat system that is maybe a little bit too far ahead of where the game is when it was launched. Yeah. Because the procedurally generated quest thing would be really cool. Even if it is like small little things, just things to kind of keep yourself busy and doing if you don't want to do like a main thing. Mm. I could see the draw of that, but... If they're all like, go do, like, go kill X in this area, that's maybe not as good. Well, on that note, perhaps we should move mm. on to a new, fresher question, because we're an hour in. Ah. Yeah. What's, yeah. A, what's a new, fresher question? Well, a new, fresher question might be, uh, how has Skyrim contributed to gaming as a whole? That is, uh, that's the thing that we haven't answered yet. And uh, it's been around for a while. We all have different takes on it. We all have different levels of hype for it. But uh, I would argue that, you know, considering the fact that it keeps getting re-released and it seems to be a constant relevant force and a good talking point that a lot of people I know can just immediately go to, I feel like it's left a pretty big impact as a whole. And, you know, I would say mm. it helps cement open world games as something very like as like a popular thing. I think it helped to sort of like lock that in. Obviously, Oblivion was very similar. And mm-hmm. there were, I think there were other games, like obviously like GTA games and stuff. But I think it mm-hmm. sort of cemented a lot of the, uh, some of the mechanical stuff. I would have to go play more Skyrim for this. But I think like the way like quest things, ma- you know, pop up on the map screen and then you look at it on the compass and able to go straight to it. I think mm-hmm. the, uh... Was, was Skyrim the first one to use that kind of linear, like, compass ui thing at the top of the screen because i remember that being the first time i ever saw it and i thought that was kind of neat yeah i think it was one of the first ones to kind of that maybe oblivion used it before oblivion had had, 
I think Oblivion would like put oh, a Grand Theft Auto did it? on your screen, and then you mm. would feel like, oh, it's on the edge of my screen, something like that. I forget. Uh, let me gotcha. To specifically answer your question, Drew, of like how Skyrim has kind of changed the gaming games as a whole, um, I'm trying to think because it really did leave a really big impact, and I I want to I'll add on to what Zach was saying is, um, while I think there were games that were like big open world ones before, I think. Maybe it was like the subject matter. Maybe it was like it really was the ooh dragons and all of the cool stuff you could do. I feel like this is the one that like most people jumped in on because I rarely hear people not talk about open worlds and then they and not mention Skyrim. What I'm basically yeah. saying is, if you're going to talk about open world, people will always mention Skyrim. And I think one of the things is is because Skyrim is such an open game. Like it is, it does feel very open. Like it just kind of drops you and says go wherever and. Some people really like that, that it's like, just, just go do whatever. Um, okay, I think... so Oblivion did have the compass thing, um, but it was well, much then I'm gonna smaller take this... at the bottom center of the screen. Well, I'm going to take this back. Skyrim's literally garbage and stupid. Well, mm, Strong yeah. stance to take. Strong stance to take. <laughs> no, I, I think... I also think just the Dovahkiin is kind of an icon of games at this point. Yeah. Um... Mm. Uh, I don't think anybody can argue that the image of a kind of barbarian warrior with his, you know, iconic helmet now just standing there uh, as like dragon spirits wisp around him. That that imagery is kind of burned into gaming, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I have to wonder how much of that is advertising versus just success of the game itself. Like, well, remember... Like successful advertising is also part of like a successful game. Like oh, it, you can have a good game, not. but if I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. not, I'm just wondering. Like I, I, I'm with you. I think the the image being burned into my skull of the you know what the Dova King is and the Fusro Da and you know the you know ride them dragons thing, mm-hmm. all great. I just I you know what mm-hmm. I think what maybe also helped uh, mm-hmm. cement Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Is because it's fucking meme generator. Yes, that's what it is. You, yes, I think that how has many done times a world of good a world of good for how everyone. many times during 2011 did you see an object and were like, get that thing away from me, Fusrota? Yeah, and oh, you tried right. it and it it never happened, and oh you were like, God. damn, I'm not the dragonborn. Oh, poor you. Uh-huh. Right, the I forgot about the Fusrota memes. Jeez. I mean, there was there was the Dude, great I, cheese wheel meme. There was the the, the that's amazing right. cheese right, the wheel video. Cheese wheel. Of, I think he, someone had just an inventory of cheese and just let it all out. It was no, that wasn't an inventory of cheese. That was uh, he opened up the debug menu and summoned a bunch of cheese. <laughs> ah, I'm not kidding you. He summoned a bunch of cheese wheels. Ah, well, I still loved it. I still loved it. I thought it was great. I liked even the classic. the The new one now is the. Uh, hey, you wake up. You're just in Skyrim. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but for. I think the other thing that's helped Skyrim, you know, kind of keep its keep its place in gaming, um, in its longevity is you know one the mods are constantly coming out, kind of adding more stuff onto it for the fans. I think the base game was great. I also think it's because like everybody has their own fond memory or unique story of it, and we we've kind of shared a few, and we could certainly share more. I feel like if anybody has more. But, like, I feel like everybody gets, like, a very unique experience that's just theirs that really sticks with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like how I I played the buffest elf man I possibly could 
and yeah, around like, smacking things with a sword. All right, there's another question, Drew. What character did you run in uh in Skyrim? I had a few. I I did a I did a human who became sick, but I never really understood the mechanic of how to heal him. So I just became very uh, down with. Oh, everyone thinks that I look bad. That's great. So I just kind of like made it a part t- of my character. He got. Which oh I was fine. You need to tell me you actually got down with the sickness. I was down with the sickness in Skyrim. I, I was just like, okay, I have this terrible disease and, and people will tell me that I look ugly all day long. And that's why I have all these pent up angry dragon noises in my mouth. Huh. It made a lot of sense <laughs> well, to me. Well, I mean, <laughs> that is an awesome fan fiction idea. I'm just saying, just like, I'm so sick I get dragon noises. Yeah. Who did I run? I ran a... Uh, just generic barbarian man who was like, I don't care what you're talking about. Let me hit something. No, mm. I do not care. Like, please return my child. I do not care. I will kill this thing. And if your child comes back, that's a good side benefit for me. <laughs> so I felt like this big buff guy. I, in retrospect, he kind of looks like Thor now because it was just like, uh, how Norse can I make this guy look? Yeah, it's like, can get pretty put Norse. on, put the Norse tri- uh, like tattoos on, give him the braids, give him the deep voice and what weapons he using get the big sword I mean, done i i played like the big buff elf steampunk protagonist or, we all, or like were we all big buff dudes just big buff dudes that was going on here? well i made i made two characters so the first one was big buff elf man who was the embodiment of no ho, 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 ho. Mm. whereas my second character was actually a female character who i basically was buff norse lady and she i imagined her just never saying anything <laughs> just being very quiet and intense and gonna murder you but yes true it does sound like we are all playing big buff characters uh yeah. there's one character i always wanted to play and you my buddy Clu- just to clarify oh, you can't play a non-buff character in skyrim that's not true you can make a really lanky looking person but they're still muscular they're still very muscular <laughs> um I was going to say, there was one character idea I always wanted to run, and my buddy Clark gave me the idea, and I always want to do it. I think I've told you guys about the pantry of dead people kind of idea. What? Oh, okay. So it's essentially, there's a skill in the game in under the Conjuration skill tree called Dead Thrall. Oh, um, so you can summon... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know so you one. kill somebody, and you just put a bot, like a soul into them, and they yep. come back as a as a living like companion for you yeah it's basically instead of summoning you take a corpse and then you just resurrect so what this person would do and i tried but didn't i tried doing it i didn't think it anywhere near far i think i only got to the stage of look i can summon a chicken by putting a soul into it clark clark's idea that i think he ran for a little bit was get a bunch of dead bodies put them in a house outfit each one for different types of things like okay this one's gonna have all the armor this one's gonna have magic this one's gonna have this and then whenever you go on his quest be like you you're up with me come on and just like <laughs> he'd summon a like re-resurrect a dead person oh man that i sounds amazing. think his ultimate goal and i i'm not sure if it works is there's a skill called dual cast is you could basically do both of you dead thralls come with me yeah so there's one issue with that particular with that particular build is that is it because dead is it because dual cast only extends the duration because i just realized i read that today and it's like wait a minute maybe this could have never worked right so though no the actual the real issue is that 
Um, if you leave an area for long enough, the bodies will despawn. Even if they're in their house? Even yes. if they're in your house? Even they're even if they're in your house. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And that means will, for the past... Like, things will despawn if you go away from them for long enough. That means for the past uh, eight or so years, I've had this fun idea in my head, and you just told me it can't work. I mean, there's probably mods for that. Video game, you've let me down yet again. Oh, Skyrim, you made Adam sad. You know it's actually you know it's oh. actually really funny. Um when they despawn corpses, they don't actually delete the corpse. What? I'm pretty uh, this might this might have been a cheeky mod that did this though. Hmm. But basically, I think they uh, a mod like created a room mm-hmm. where all of the corpses go when they despawn. Right. And so you can go there and so the mod like would like let you go there. And look upon the giant pile of corpses you've created. You know, Zach, Skyrim has some weird mods. There are. Zach, Zach, that's unsettling. It might actually be. It might actually be that the mod just takes you to the place, and that the game doesn't ever delete corpses, and instead just like throws them on the pile. Hmm. Which would be you know, real disturbing. I'll be honest. After playing through, and if you ever beat the main campaign of like Skyrim, if you could just see all the dead bodies. Like, as a pile, all the things you kill, it's like, wow, I don't feel so hot about this anymore. Yeah, exactly. There'd just be mountains of Draugr everywhere. Oh, Lord, it'd be the boss from, uh, what is it, the Sorrow from Metal Gear Solid 3? Oh, oh my God, no. <laughs> Bring it back. But Drew had a good question of how it le- Skyrim left an impact on gaming. Did we want to go back to that? Mm. Or have we said pretty much everything? I think I think we've covered that. My My thoughts are... Yeah, I feel like we've covered it. We've covered it. I, oh, I don't okay. have anything new to contribute to it. Which means we get to talk about the best elephant in the room, all of the re-releases. Guys. Yes. Guys, let's talk about the millions of re-releases that Skyrim seems to need. Todd, please stop. It's not Todd's no. fault. Is it Todd's no, fault? No, it is... It, no, it's probably not Todd Howard's fault. Todd Howard is one of the main guys at Bethesda. I will say, I don't know if this is exactly true, but it feels like Skyrim gets ported maybe every year. Yeah, now, they get ported to whatever the latest thing is. I I can't fully be upset. As much shit as I give Todd Howard for it, for all the ports, and as much shit I, get, I give Skyrim for all these ports, I would be a hypocrite if I didn't also mention that one of my favorite games also gets ported to every goddamn console under the sun, and that's Resident Evil 4. Hmm... Mm. Oh, I um, didn't even know about that. Yeah, oh, but- dude, you should look at the list of ports for Resident Evil 4 after this podcast, not during. Mm. Well, okay. Maybe it's just the fact that it's, I don't know, maybe Skyrim. It's weird because Resi 4 does have a huge pedigree to it. Like, people do love that game. It's very well respected. But when I think of re-releases, I just think of Skyrim. Like, that's, that's just where my mind goes. I think it's because it's the most recent one. And I think it's because, like Zach said, it is literally every year. Yeah. Well, I think you said every year, but yeah. I want to add to that. I think it's because every time they do a re-release, they make a really big deal out of it. Like, when they did a re-release for it on the Switch, it wasn't like a little, like, oh, yeah, here you go. They had, like, a big old trailer. It was part of a big old announcement. I think they did the same thing. They make make us think about it, especially when they did the Vive one. did, Did they port it to the Vive? They yeah. did. I, I want to specifically talk about that oh, um, because Skyrim VR, I thought would be the biggest thing in the world for VR. Like when VR was first coming out, like the Oculus and the Vive were coming out, 
I thought for sure that a Skyrim VR would literally save the VR industry. I mean... And did it? It would help. I can see why it would work. I think it helped. I mean, the idea of it is very sound. And I imagine as far as pushing graphics, it's, you know, it's a relatively old game, old engine. It doesn't seem like it it would churn that hardware down at all. Maybe just didn't Mm -hmm. catch on. Maybe the Vive needs to do better for Skyrim. The Vive failed Skyrim. Skyrim didn't feel the Vive. (laughs) Fail the Vive, not feel the Vive. Mouth sounds are hard for me right now. I'm sorry. We talk for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if only I made money on this. Uh, Listen, audience members, send us money. uh, So in terms of the port, I I think I had a couple thoughts on this. I think it's kind of become a meme at this point. I kind of said before, there's that meme that, oh, hey, you're in this thing. You wake up hazy-eyed and, oh, God, you're just in Skyrim. I think that's a meme on how many ports there are of this game i don't actually understand that meme because the game doesn't start that way am i just not getting it am i not well because skyrim yes it does that's exactly how it starts well but you're in a cart you're in a cart yeah that starts in the cart yeah 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 but and your character in skyrim is kind of has had their eyes closed they're kind of hazy in the head and they're kind of waking up and like oh what Mm. and the guy says ah wake are you um and that's how that means start Mm. yeah okay fair enough and i was gonna say i don't think anybody when skyrim came out i don't think anybody really expected it to get this many ports like at all um Mm. i think maybe part of the funny part of like skyrim getting so many ports is because people are like dude it's skyrim again maybe that's kind of what drew was saying or was it drew or zach who said like whenever they announce a skyrim port there's a big to do about it and it's like okay Mm. (laughs) it's skyrim (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I just I lose enthusiasm for Skyrim every time they re-release it. At this point, well, like I you know it. I've gone yeah. from being unenthused to enthused out of the meme, right? Just out of the fun of it. Just like, ah, oh, they did it again. Now, now it's on the Alexa. They they need to port it to the Game Boy now. Now to be fair, Skyrim is like almost 8 years old. Yeah, it's eight, old. 7 or 8. It is old and it, there is a good argument to be made that like it is a game that has a pedigree about it. And that there might be some people who haven't played it or would like to re-experience it on the next, on the newest and best hardware. Yeah, but they've been re-releasing it for everything. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't get it either. I think the weirdest one to me like, was I'm waiting Skyrim. for Wind Waker on the Switch, but like, mm-hmm. come on, man. If I wanted to play Skyrim, I could play it. You could it play it right on your now. Switch. I could play it on my Switch. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it goes to show like how much of a legacy this game has that they, that it warrants how like that amount of fanfare for it, and that Bethesda's like, oh hell yeah, we can still put Skyrim on there, and it'll, you know what? I think they all still make money. It's like there you go. There, that's that's free income. That yeah. is true. No, I totally I understand why they I do can't it. Fault them for wanting free money. I don't know. I just. Don't... I just don't have a lot to say about these re-releases. It's just like I kind of don't care every time they come out and they make a stick about it. And I'm always like, I don't care. I already have Skyrim on two different things. Well, mm. what about Skyrim Special Edition? I still don't care. That mm. was the one that kind of got me where it was like, we're going to all Skyrim's going to keep coming out and all these platforms and stuff. And then they come out with Skyrim Special Edition, which has a bunch of 
texture mods and yeah. update mod. It's basically like how console would get some of the packaged mods kind of yeah, deal. Yeah. And then they sold it on PC as well as a hey, if you don't want to deal with all these mods, just buy this game and it'll have that. Yeah. So Skyrim Special Edition messed up a lot of the modding community because now you have to build either for Skyrim or the Special Edition that came oh, out like really? four years later. That's so weird. Yeah, like, uh, certain mods won't work on both. Certain mods don't care, mind you. But, like, a lot of especially texture mods, and especially, like, a texture, lighting, EMB stuff. Um, mm, all the stuff they changed. Yeah, like, all the stuff they changed. Those mods are like, uh-oh, I don't work on special edition, so you need two versions of the same mod. Um, mm. One for the regular, one for special edition. Oh, and man. even then, even then, the regular edition will like with all the mods that currently exist because they don't support special edition as much like the regular version of skyrim mods just end up being yeah, make your game look better than what you could do with um the special edition i think Oof. it might be it might be the case of special edition with mods with all the extra mods will outpace it but again like you're getting roughly the same quality for both Mm. Mm. well that that's all i really had to say in the ports i do think it's very funny and i yeah. am expecting at e3 2019 to hear about another oh my uh, no please skyrim port well please, no. there zach just for you they're gonna announce the playstation 5 the first game is a launch title oh skyrim no. special edition 2 oh my oh. god please todd no jeez. <laughs> oh, well i suppose that leaves us to our final question which is hmm. Not a re-release of Skyrim, but a new Elder Scrolls. Uh, they've teased it. They they have a nice screenshot of a beautiful mountain, I think. Some kind of scape. And we know we're going to get an Elder Scrolls 6. What I are y'all's that. hopes and thoughts and fears and feelings on that one? I'd like to first get, get in front of this question by saying, I am blown away at how much hype can be generated over what is ostensibly just a still image of mountains and the words Elder Scrolls 6. Um, you know, it's funny. And how? Here's something funny. Um, mm. The deep lore buffs have figured out where that picture was taken. Woo! Already? Yeah. They figured it out right after the trailer. And where is it taken? Hammerfall. Where? Hammerfall? Hammerfell. There what we is go. Hammerfell? Hammerfell. Hammerfell. Is that near Daggerfall? Surprisingly, yes. Well, kind of. Daggerfall's interesting. Daggerfall takes place over the entire continent. Are we going to get a dwarf-centric uh, Elder Scrolls then? Like hammers, like dwarves, like... You know, no, kind of you're gonna get a Redgar centric Elder Scrolls. Oh. Is that something to be? Is that like an exciting thing to think about? Like a Redgar centric one? Remember how the the guards would occasionally talk about curved swords? Mm-hmm. Those guys. That's Hammerfell. Mm. Um, it is. So the Red Guards, who are the dark skin, like they're the black people. Um, uh huh. I I mean I don't want to like like it's not no 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 like it, they, they they are they're supposed to look like black people. It's the fantasy African-American people of that yeah. area. Yeah, who came from, like, over the sea. So there's a lot of weird lore stuff. But it's it's that region of the area. It's this big, like, desert region. And so people wear, like, uh, specifically, like, the guys in Skyrim will, like, walk around with turbans on their heads. Um, which Boys. Are, like, the other sort of head coverings. Get ready for dehydration mechanics as you oh, walk through the desert. Oh, oh, yeah. Wait, so if it's a desert-based game, that'll be very interesting because it's... It can be pretty. Journey's pretty, but well, it's not. Isn't... It's not entirely desert. There's also you know mm -hmm. there's mountains, there's grassland areas, especially near the coast. Mm -hmm. Like it's not all desert, but like the core of Hammerfell is 
like arid and desertous. I guess my thoughts I are it, it's a very different kind of setting from like the cold, unrelenting winter that is Skyrim. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I would have preferred if it was in Black Marsh or Valenwood, but to I clarify, don't. Black Marsh is the wildest part of the setting. It is amazing. It's the Argonian May I part. ask uh as kind of a very tangential question to this, and we'll get back to this the, the main question. Where is the tropics area of Elder Scrolls World? Um Elsewhere, Black Marsh, and kind of Allenwood. When am I getting my Open Seas Skyrim? Ooh. Or my Open Seas Elder Scrolls game? Ooh, open Seas? That. I don't know. I mean... Elder Scrolls, once again, you've let me down. <laughs> Actually, But anywho... Um, Considering the the layout of the of the land, as far as I know, being a ship captain and actually traveling around that giant continent that that would be pretty cool, actually. Like it would mm-hmm. be pretty baller. Uh, I just don't think they're gonna do it because it's like every Elder Scrolls game takes place in a different region. After like after Morrowind was like here, let's just do it only set on Vanderfell and mm-hmm. tiny little bits of other parts of Morrowind. And they're like, nice. All right, the next one's gonna be in Cyrodiil, the center of the the whole thing. And they've basically been doing. You know, like and Skyrim was the north of it, and is this like the east part? Yeah, this is sort of like the eastern part. They kind of already covered High Rock in a previous mm-hmm. game, um, and then what do you have left? It's like Black Marsh, Somerset Isles, Valenwood, and Elsewhere, mm. um, and all of those are really interesting. Uh, some people would argue more interesting than Hammerfell. Well, mm. I'll get out. I'll get on, uh, on this one as well. Of that, um, what are my hopes for Elder Scrolls Six? I don't really know. I, 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 like I've said, my limited time with Elder Scrolls V didn't quite endear me to the entire Elder Scrolls series. Um, one of my big problems with Elder Scrolls V, and this is maybe on me more so than the game, was that you kind of walk into it and the game is already slapping you in the face with its like extensive backstory and stuff like that and like yeah. all the lore of its world. And while that may not have any bearing on like the necessary plot of the game, it does. It Skyrim le- felt left me feeling very lost. Like I didn't know where I was going or anything like that, or like what the significance of what anything I was looking at was. So I don't really know how to how to word this. In that, like, I kind of wish they would introduce stuff a bit or explain the world a little bit better in Elder Scrolls Six. But yeah, I am freely aware that's me coming into a very established world setting and then asking them to stop I- what you're doing. Tell me what's going on. I feel like... No, but I kind of agree with you. Like, like even for people who are already... In, like, the game should be able to tell you why something is important and shouldn't have to rely on, like, you playing all the previous games for you to understand why something is important. Um, mm. And the other thing is that Skyrim is... And, and overall, the Elder Scrolls can be really bad with just sort of, like, dumping you with, like, names and proper nouns all over the place. And you're just like, I don't know what you're talking about, game. Yes, like mother, you know how confusing it is to be twenty hours into Skyrim and somebody says go talk to Throthgar and you're like who the hell is Throthgar? Who's Throthgar? Where are you talking about? And so, uh, so yeah, so it is something that I'd like to see done better with Hammerfell. Although if you want a game that actually does this pretty well, Morrowind, because <laughs> good writers wrote Morrowind. I see. Uh, that'd be my first point. You guys got anything? I. I have two things that come to mind. I mm-hmm. want a new engine. I I don't want it to be on what you know oh, Skyrim was not. on. And I know they've been recycling. Oh. They've been recycling it, and it's kind of old. And 
I remember that was kind of contentious around Skyrim to begin with. I don't want a modded out, tricked yeah. out version of what they got. I want something new and fresh, which leads me to part two. I want to be able to climb ladders with no teleporting. <laughs> it's just, it's it's something that the mechanics and the engine allows you to do. I think that'll be a real important sticking point for the new game. Also, that thing I said about being on ships would be cool too. I, I think that'd be fun. I, you know what? You know what I want in Elder Scrolls 6? What do you hmm. want? Generally speaking, just better animations. Hmm. Yes, I am also, I remember Skyrim, uh, as beautiful as the scenery was, and as good as the character models were, those animations were super stiff, and I'm pretty sure that's because they use one set of bones on everything, and then said, hey, everything's got to animate the same way. And yeah. so nothing, it felt it's like nothing so had unique bad. animations. It looks so bad. The animation in Skyrim is really, I mean, it's an ancient game at this point. Like, I I can forgive a little, Jank, considering how pretty they made some other parts of it. Well, I mean, you know the mining loop you do? Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw. Like, you walk up to the... Yeah, that is a horrible animation. And even with the, like, resources they had at the time, it was cheap. It was poorly done. Like, Mm. there's just, like, no heft or weight to like swinging things and that happens throughout all of the skyrim animations is that they are all very stiff and mechanical mm. yeah and to go to your point drew um i'm aware like we said I, I forgive skyrim for like having some odd animations it is kind of an older game now and it's not really fair to be like you should have like these lifelike animations that we have in 2019 for elder scrolls 6 i i would want to see a bit more in the animation thing i would desperately like it npcs stop giving me the thousand yard stare when i'm talking to them yeah mm-hmm. that's i agree with that one too can i ask you this question how much of elder scrolls 6 do you think is going to be influenced by fallout 4 i would imagine a lot i would imagine the games Pretty are similar enough yeah. where you could learn a lot of lessons from one of those games and apply it directly to the other because mm. fallout is very similar to the way skyrim plays it's just a different coat of paint with you know different mechanics and what have you yeah and if i remember correctly fallout 3 and skyrim are both running on the same engine the gamebryo engine or something like that yeah mm. uh, zach is morrowind running on the same engine oh, maybe a souped oh, up no first? not even close <laughs> okay so it's, it's, so it's really what about uh I don't so know Fallout Oblivion 3 is. and um Oh sorry no I meant Oblivion Fallout 3 uh Skyrim Skyrim and Fallout 3 I know are running on the same engine. I don't know what Oblivion's running on. Maybe like a not game. It might it might actually be game for you. Could be. Uh I don't know. I I I'm curious to see how much of the stuff they took they made in Fallout 4 will translate into Skyrim's uh, <laughs> Skyrim's Elder Scrolls 6. Oh, holy crap, I was wrong. Uh Gamebryo, Gamebryo was the engine for Morrowind. And Oblivion. Yeah. And Fallout 3 and Skyrim. Might be like Gamebryo 1. Is Yeah, so the creation engine is a 3D video game engine created by Bethesda based on the Gamebryo engine. Mm. And that's what they used to create Skyrim. Gamebryo was what they used for Morrowind, Oblivion, and Fallout 3. Okay, guys, y'all need to put some resources down on that engine. Yeah, they just keep updating their own engine. Mm, That's why I want a new engine. That's why I'm hoping for a pure, brand new engine. None of this rehash and remix and stuff. Anything else? Any other hopes and dreams for Elder Scrolls VI? You know, seems like we want prettier graphics, better writing, different continent, that kind of thing. Um, I guess one thing I'd really like to see is I'd love to see them over, like, 
to touch up the combat a bit. The combat in Skyrim was not that hot. Mm-hmm. It was very much just nah, like it's yeah. very it's first person melee, and it's serviceable, but it really does just feel like you're kind of waving a stick at something. And in some cases, you are waving a stick at something, but you're kind of just waving a stick at something until it goes away. And I feel like there has to be something that makes the moment-to-moment like combat or gameplay of that feel a bit more engaging. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's 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 a holdover from basically Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really I definitely agree with you. Just give some more dynamicism to the to the gameplay would be really nice. To be able to like maybe string together combos, maybe like uh, give you a little bit more play with your weapons, like it just feels like sometimes you'll be playing in Skyrim and be like, I don't like I'm just swinging a sword. I just keep spamming the attack button and eventually it dies. Mm-hmm. Suppose on that note, it is time for the best part of the day, Design Club. <gasps> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'll have yeah. a design club sandwich. I'll give you, I'll give you an extra large mm-hmm. design club sandwich with a side of modding thrown in. How's that for you? Ah, oh my God. God. Yeah. I'll take it. All right, we're so let's pretend we're making a mod. Yeah, well, actually, the design club we're trying to do is to create a side quest for the game. That is, uh, that's what we're hoping for here. You can make modding a part mm. of it, by all means. You can mod all your I'm side saying, quest, I don't care. Well, I'm, well, all I'm saying is that if we wanted it to add it, we're effectively, like, making a mod that adds a side quest into the game. Okay, Zach, we don't need all the semantics right now. Fine! You know what? It's design club. You have crayons. You have construction paper. You are free to make whatever your heart desires. So just go to town and do it. You know, just just without the real effort and whatnot. Just just no effort. Just pie in the sky situation here, like we typically do on design club. All right. Um. Huh. I maybe some sort of hmm, some sort of. I want to pull from like the direct Norse mythology influences in the game. And Let's put sort of like Thor a in the game. Let's do it. I but like you're Thor. You are Thor. Mm, is the thing. It's true. That's true. What I really would like to see is because I already did it. Like the like a quest where it's like Thor and Loki get drunk and do something stupid, which is a lot of Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like you'd be surprised how many stories are just. Thor and Loki go drinking and do stupid shit. Well, I, for one, want to have a cheesemaker quest. And I really want to... I basically want to have a quest that cashes in a on cheesemaker. the arrow in the knee, the the mud crab, the cheese everywhere. And I guess we could even throw in the you are in Skyrim now meme. Like, just, just like, take all the memes and make it a real <laughs> honest-to-God <laughs> DLC side quest. Like, something that just celebrates the goof and the jank. In fact, throw in additional jank. I'm talking a hundred pickaxe guys all around you as you go up a mountain to get the massive cheese wheel of truth. I don't know. Something funny. I think funny is always good when you're making a side quest. You know, a little levity from Mm -hmm. what's supposed to be the big main spooky thing in the distance. I'd want to go with something like that. That's my take. Gotcha. That could be kind of fun. If I had to make a side quest for the game. Um... Uh, I'm trying to think of something that like, okay, can you ride around on dragons on Skyrim? You, you can. do, but it it you do, but you fade to black the second you do it, and then you fade. Okay, back out. What I'd like to see is like a mob where maybe you're like, hey, so this village has been like trying to harassing this dragon, and you fight like team up with the dragon and just ride on its back and like fucking torch an entire village. Ooh, well that's 
Interesting. I don't know why, but I like the idea of the Dovahkiin just like jumping on dragon, like let's roll. Like, I like that a lot. That I like that a lot. Here. So the idea would be, you are the Dova King, you have your dragons now, and the side quest is, like, establish your dominion, like, like terrorize yeah, the like, countryside. You, like, essentially put an option into, like, what if you just really were, like, wanted to embrace your, like, dragonbornness, and just, like, fuck it, we're just gonna be, we're gonna team up with the dragons, what are they up to? Now, there is that dragonborn DLC... I don't know if that's what that one's about. I swear to you, I think it's a Highlander scenario. I'm almost positive it's the Highlander scenario where there are two Dragonborns and only one might survive. Mm. Well, all I'm saying is I'd love to see a side quest option where the Dragonborn just says, you know what, I've seen enough. Humanity, you you really are just kind of, eh, I'm going to side with the dragons. And you start getting into like weird... Like dragon rituals and like stuff like that, and politics of dragons. Like, oh, that dragon said this. Well, this dragon said that. And like, go kill that dragon. Well, that is certainly a way to play. Hmm. So then, would you interact with other dragons and like kind of mm. like, would it be like a dragon uprising almost? Like, like you're all just kinda. Oh, okay, okay. Oh my god, I you guess could so. start a dragon war. <sighs> yes, yes, I'm for all of this. I feel like that should have been in the base game. So, so this is this is like a side version of the history where it actually just goes full dragon apocalypse, and you're you're starting this thing off. Yeah, I, I guess because what I'm thinking of, and this is from what I know and from the uh, kind of synopsis Zach gave us was the dragons were coming, and the only way you could stop Alduin was to like stop him. But like, what if you could like just be like, you know what, Alduin, you might not, you might be onto something here. I guess I just didn't feel like the dragons got that much of a play, but maybe that's because, like, Zach, let me ask you this question. You you did finish the main campaign, yeah, I, I, did. I think. Yep. Did you feel that dragons were a center enough part of Skyrim as you thought they would be? Um, If you're not doing the main story quest, they're like an annoyance that occasionally just shows up to wreck your day. And if you are doing the main, is the main quest, like, super, dude, it is all about dragons all the time? Yeah, it's pretty much entirely focused around killing all the ween. Okay, Although, then maybe... like, you're not actually fighting dragons a lot of the time even then. You fight dragons, like, at most, like, five times during the main story quest. Hmm. Like, I guess what I'm times. saying is, if I were to make a quest, it would be to, like, have the dragonborn really embrace his dragonborn nest kind of thing and start really learning about the dragons and stuff like that because I think it'd be cool. That and hell, cool. maybe you could turn into like a... Do you remember in Dark Souls where you could kind of turn into like a demi-dragon kind of thing? Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of neat if you could do that in Skyrim. Like, you could be a vampire or werewolf or this sick dragon thing. I'm a dragon. The only downside I can see is then that is just what everyone would do and the optional content would not exist. Everyone would just become a dragon all the time. And so you would lose the open world nature of the game. Hey, it's not like everyone hey. just becomes a dragon in Dragons in Dark Souls 3. Or do they? I'm mostly joking. I'm mostly joking. Full thing here. on this, Drew. Uh, as I remember hearing, um, becoming a werewolf does have its benefits. Apparently becoming a vampire has absolutely no benefits. Oh, that's yeah, no good. Yeah, it kind of sucks. That's no good. It's kind of like, hey, are you in broad daylight? It's because it, it adheres to all of the vampire rules. It's like, hey, so... You, do you want to walk around in the sun? Yeah. You're going to take damage while you do that. Ah. You're going to also die if you don't drink blood. If you drink blood, you are going to have to... 
deal with everybody coming after you. Uh, they could they could have pulled from some different mythology, but it's okay. It's okay. It's uh, very standard vampire. What if we got a Dampier? A Dampier. A Dampier. <gasps> okay. Uh, any other quest ideas you guys have? No, uh, no. I I I'm like good. the I like your dragon apocalypse. Um, I like my cheese wheel on the mountain meme quest and Zach. All right, I'll I'll dub one. Um, mm-hmm. a quest where you take over an abandoned fortress and then it becomes a player home. Oh, that's kind lovely. of fun. Yeah. You know what's funny? Already exists. Mm. Someone has made that mod already. Aw. Now let me ask this question. Do you get to do you take over like an abandoned castle and like start building up your own little castle town around it? I that would be the coolest part of that. I would, I would love to do that. that like would be what I remember in some parts, don't you become a jarl, a, like a, a ruler of like an area or something? But I don't think there's ever like a town building. No, they never like, they never christen it. you a jarl. Oh, um, you're just you, like a lord. You become like a like yeah, you become like a champion of a town, and then they give mm. you the house in town. Let me tell you this: Fallout Four had its whole city like city building thing. I would be shocked if. Elder Scrolls Six didn't have something like that, where you could build up your own town or Jarldom or a little fight like kingdom thing there. Yeah, and cool. have villagers move in. That would be pretty cool, indeed. Indeed. That means it's never happening. Uh, don't there's a, there's me. probably a mod for it. There's probably a mod for it. Well, on that note, we have designed. We have done what we need to. Uh, any toasts and pour outs, gentlemen? Anything? Anything worth saying? Anything to throw out there, y'all? Well. As always, um, I have to toast my good friend, Geob. Wasn't in Skyrim. He is a meme in the Elder Scrolls community, though. Mm. When you wake up, actually. When you first wake up in in Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, he's the guy who helps, like, who, like, is there sort of, like, waking you up. And he, like, you'd never see him again after the beginning of the game. But Hmm. people liked him so much that later Elder Scrolls lore was, like, Ah, he became Saint Geob, slayer of the like flying enemy in that game, which was the most fu- infuriating thing to fight in the entire game. Um, sorry, it's because like an enemy that like floated above your head and you couldn't hit it. Oof. And so he became Saint Geob, and uh, as always, I must I must always toast Saint Geob. Mm, a mighty toast to Saint Geob. What about you, Adam? You got anything? I don't really think I got anything this week. Uh, I guess I'll give a toast to GDC. GDC was fun. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, GDC. yeah. I'm going to give a pour out to my email account, right, which right after was just full of work emails that I had neglected. And then it's like, oh, God, I got to have to catch up. Uh, well, that happens. That happens. Uh, but that's about it for me. I see. I uh, Let's see here. I, I have a toast to Extra Frames, the lovely animation oh, yeah. sequence on YouTube. Uh, effectively a spinoff, not spinoff of Extra Credits by the original Dan who did it, uh, who then left to go and talk about animation because it is, you know, his career and he's very passionate about it. And it's a really good series. And, um, oh, I would like to do a pour out for the arrow in the knee meme that we are all tired of, but nonetheless was uh, was part of the Skyrim charm. It was part of the Skyrim legacy. Mm. And I feel like like we need to at least acknowledge it i feel like nowadays if you drop a, like uh, an arrow in the knee reference it's more like like it's gone underground so like you you get some cred by doing it hmm. uh, i don't know i Maybe. don't know if i'd give cred i don't know if i'd give cred to an arrow in the knee joke these days well i i think we're ready zach hit us with the lesson of the day hey there everybody it's time now for the lesson of the day today's lesson you can release a game and then you can re-release a game, and you can keep re-releasing that game, 
But don't do it too much, because then people get game fatigue. And that's the lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody. Well, thank you, Zach. I look forward to this podcast being re-released again and again. Ooh, ooh, we should do that. Mm. We should do a re-release of this podcast sometime in the future, but after the initial release. Listeners, thank you so much for listening to us this week, day, whatever it is for you. Uh, If you liked what you heard and have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to say hi, you can always reach us on Facebook, on Twitter, or at Gmail at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team N-I-T-W-I-C at gmail.com. Uh, You can also just reach us via telepathy if you want to go that option. But, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe try one of the more common methods of communication first. You're more likely to get a response. Next week's episode is going to be an excellent surprise, so I hope you're ready for it. Um, With that said, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Trying to cross the border, right? Walked right into that Imperial ambush. Same as us. And that thief over there. Damn you, Stormcloaks. Skyrim was fine until you came along. Empire was nice and lazy. If they hadn't been looking for you, could have stolen that horse and been halfway to Hammerfell. 